Good morning. In our second reading from Romans, again, Paul was using a language that was available or understandable to almost every Jew of his time. At that time, baptism was normally achieved by total immersion when a person descended into the water and the water would cover over their head. It was like being buried, symbolically. When they emerged from the water, it was like rising from the grave. Baptism is symbolically like dying and raising again. We die to one kind of life and rise to another. We die to the old life of sin and rise to a new life of grace as a member of the mystical body of Christ. In our gospel reading today, Christ's power over spiritual death and also physical death is exemplified. At that time in Palestine, cremation was never an acceptable means of burial. And for most of its 2,000 years of history, the Catholic Church has only permitted burial and never cremation, arguing that it best expressed the Christian hope of the resurrection. But in 1963, the Vatican explicitly allowed cremation, as long as it didn't suggest a denial of faith about the resurrection. Because of the climate in the burial of Palestine, their burial followed very quickly after their death. And upon Jesus' arrival, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Many Jews had come to comfort Mary and Martha because it was their sacred duty, sacred duty to express loving sympathy with sorrowing friends and relations of the one who died. Therefore, visits of sympathy were an essential part of the Jewish religion. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she immediately went out to him, and her heart spoke through her lips. Firstly, she spoke halfway with reproach in her great sorrow for her deceased brother. She could not hold it back and said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. However, she added with a true and solid faith, which she could not even hold back. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. When Jesus told Martha that her brother would rise again, it was probably in desperation that she uttered, I know he will rise at the resurrection on the last day. Then Jesus said to her so beautifully, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. When Jesus spoke these words, he was not speaking of physical life and death because all of us, every one of us will experience a physical death. 
Here Jesus was talking about death in sin. He was saying that even though a person is in a state of grievous sin, he could bring that person back to spiritual life again. Jesus was also thinking about the life to come. He brought into certainty for us that physical death is not the final end for those who believe in him. But the beginning, the beginning of their eternal life in heaven. When Martha replied, yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into this world, this simple statement by Martha was her great glory and a statement of her faith in Jesus. Unlike Jesus who raised Lazarus to physical life, the priest in persona Christi, the person of Christ, rises us from spiritual death to spiritual life whenever, whenever we have serious or grievous sins on our soul and we avail ourselves of the great sacrament of reconciliation. However, it is a terrible thing to seek to trade on the mercy of Almighty God and make an excuse to sin through it. Think of this. How despicable, despicable it would be for a person to consider themselves free from sin because they know that after they sin, they will need to go to the sacrament of penance and be forgiven. Free from sin. Think about that. Before they are given absolution in the sacrament of reconciliation, the penitent vows before Christ, I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. Therefore, we must repent of our sins and make every effort humanly possible to sin no more. Are we ready for our great coming home day and the final journey to a place that has been prepared for us from the beginning of time? If we were given the summons to come home today, would we be ready to come face to face with our creator? Or would we hide in shame and eternal, eternal regret? for not make, taking this great opportunity of the sacrament of forgiveness. We must always be ready. We must always be ready because an unknown day and an unknown time will come to each and every one of us when the master will call us home. <laughs>